Hello everyone! We're back in the room to talk more about video games. I'm Chris, joined by my brothers Adam and Eric. Hello! And it's a <laughs> <laughs> That's like That yeah. sounded rehearsed. <laughs> Team Rocket! <laughs> that was fucking great! Hello! I hope you typed that every episode. Can we? Yeah, so Andy can said we, the same. Can we delete that? Do it again! Uh, I don't even know what the fuck we're here to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here to talk about our favourite games from the year 2015. Continuing our discussion on our favourite games from the last decade. Um, so something I want to bring up before we get into it is in our first ever episode. I can't remember which one of us said it. I think it was you, Adam. Uh, said that as we go along, so some of the games that we talk about will be very obvious. Mm-hmm. And some of them will be head scratchers. But that's the whole thing about being subjective and having your own personal favorite game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think it's worth mentioning that just because we name a game as our favorite game that year doesn't mean that we hated all other games. It just means that yeah. we preferred that one. Or, and even if we have a top three... Or resonated more. Yeah. yeah. Or if we have a top three, it doesn't mean that no other game was liked. You know, another game could have been number four or number five or whatever. So, um, so... This episode, I think, is going to be a head-scratcher because there's a particular game that was a very obvious favourite across the board and um, ours might not line up with that in the same way as it did with other years. So, like, Skyrim was a big obvious one and The Last of Us was a big obvious one. And I would suspect that for this year, people suspect a certain obvious one. Uh, But anyway, with all that aside, let's get controversial. I know you're conflicted already. <laughs> yeah, because that was just such a weird year. Like 2014, like there was, oh, I would say okay games. Oh, there was not. I like, thought there was quite a good list of games. Yeah, they were, but it wasn't like that's just such a standout game for me, anyway. That, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, because like the there was a few games I was looking forward to and they just didn't meet like my impossible expectations <laughs> well, <laughs> you impossible do have standard. impossible expectations yeah yeah well i do think um it's interesting that uh my most anticipated game of the year for that yeah, year yeah, yeah. yeah. W- wouldn't be in my top three wouldn't be in my top four wouldn't no. even be in my top five that year which one was that and it was probably my most anticipated game like there was a time when I saw the trailer, so I was going, "That's going to be the game of the decade," yeah, because it's one of my favorite series. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we I think we all know what that game is, right? <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like, "No, have a clue." No, I have but a actually, clue. it what did re- it did really well. Yeah, uh, I mean, people... I'm referring to the Phantom Pain Metal Gear Solid. Oh Phantom right, okay. Uh, yeah. For me, did not meet the mark yeah. at all. Yeah. No, like I actually preferred. No. Mad Max, which came out the same day, 
How's that game? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't play Mad Max, but two years well, ago. Well, at the same no, time... That, yeah, that's like, a class game. It's an enjoyable game, but again, it wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's the best fucking game. Like, I just had more fun playing that than I did with the Phantom Pain. Right. And I think that could probably be very controversial i imagine a lot of people would say the opposite to that yeah they'd go you're out of your fucking mind <laughs> but it's purely just because i have certain expectations for a metal gear game yes. and it wasn't met no. and I, it was just a constant disappointment for me the whole way through there wasn't a, a single moment now like i the start and I, of it's good i played, in the hospital i played a, an awful lot of that game to try and force myself to like it yeah and yeah and it was pain like i i think i didn't quite get i think i cleared 80 percent of the game I think that's my completion level on it is eighty percent, which is all. It is a lot. I remember getting like a email from PlayStation, and it was like your most played game this generation, and it was like, it was MGS Five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so it was really like, trying to like I that. tried so hard to like that game, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was just wasn't it. But there was um, I suppose two games that really uh, resonated with me was Until Dawn, which yeah. is very similar to. I suppose like the the Walking Dead or the Wolf Among Us or Heavy Rain. So we've kind of established that that's the that's a type of game that we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But the the reason I enjoyed that game so much was because I was really expecting it to be shit. I expected that to be so shit. Yeah. I remember seeing the footage that they showed off at one of the might yeah. have been an E three or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I just thought I was like I have no interest in this at all. And actually, I was the one who picked it up. Or I was then in extra vision which was a store yeah. that was open back then and um oh, that was so open and then. i was walking around and i saw the cover of it and i remember i haven't seen the trailer and i was kind of like i i just want to play something new that i don't have no idea what's going to happen or have no expectations so i was like i picked it up and i went up to the counter and i asked the guy do you know if this is any good and he said it's actually really good it's actually fucking dead he said did, did you like heavy rain and i said yeah i loved heavy rain he was like it's it's like heavy rain so i, I suppose he was talking about gameplay really yeah That's right what yeah. he was getting at the, yeah. if, he, if he was trying to sell it to me i suppose yeah and I was job, like, yeah okay cool i'll give it a go so i bought it and ah, i'm so wrong about that game i fucking love that game yeah like i i think like that's my fa- i don't know what you would call that type of game interactive Q- story QTE, maybe quick time event style game yeah yeah that's a fair description um so the fact that the game is just built on that mechanic alone <clears throat> i think it's actually my favorite in that type of uh, genre i guess already oh, yeah 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 i i until dawn is my favorite of that type of game it's my oh. it's actually my second favorite after with heavy, heavy rain. rain being but yeah yeah like i really well, love heavy rain really but close for me the thing is with until dawn is like heavy rain is is brilliant the first time you play it right but it is yeah. i tell you what like replaying that holy shit like some of those sequences are just so they just drag yeah until dawn is still really fun when you replay it like the experience is never really that much different like unlike something like heavy rain where you're going to get a different experience every time but it's just because um i think they match so well together is the quick time event style or decision making with horror especially slasher horror yeah but a group of like oh that's why i really love the college it, teens and it was yeah. so aware of the type of game it is yeah like and it, it like it purposely uh kind of had all the tropes and stuff and yeah, yeah like it, it was it wasn't trying to hide the fact that it was supposed to be like a, a teen slasher film yeah, yeah and, uh, but i actually and one of the things i liked about it uh, a lot was it it's actually way more clever 
than it appears on the surface. So like yeah. you put it down as like a B-side movie thing and like uh, this is a very simple premise and it's actually stupid. But actually they find really clever, like they, it's very tongue-in-cheek, they know what they're doing, but they found, like the writer found really clever ways of mashing up very different horror genres yeah. mm. in the one game, but making it have one seamless story that's connected. Yeah. And so like, so it's in a Shining style setting to reference Kubrick's work, right? Yeah. Then it's a slasher horror to reference, say, you know, the like J- Jason Voorhees movies yeah. or things like that. There's, yeah, Saw sequences. There's like a monster movie element to it. There's all these different elements, but they are connected by one plot. Um, yeah. And it's really, it's actually very cleverly written and really cleverly told. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's moments where you're like, it also utilizes the PlayStation's hardware really well. Yeah. So now just to clarify, yeah, it is a, ps4 exclusive and uh so it it uses things like the motion controller which always sounds really like gimmicky but in this it's like if you're hiding uh from uh, like a a monster and it's like coming up behind you and stuff like that you need to stay your character needs to stay still so you have to hold your controller still yes so if you start to shake a little bit, then your character on screen shakes, and it and the music as well is kind of intensive, so it really like affects you as a player, um, and it, it gives you that little like almost like a indicator that you you know whether your controller is kind of shaking or not. Yeah. Um, and then it uses the PlayStation camera that it will like capture, like it knows when the jump scares are going to be essentially. It does. Yeah. And then it will it'll start to record purely when those moments are coming up to capture your reaction so then later on you can watch your gameplay back and you can see your reaction to it like things like that i think are really really clever because not many games really utilize the like exclusive games utilize the um the hardware that's directly like associated with the console um and that did a really really good job at like utilizing in a way that's not a gimmick like it is yeah fun i'll tell you when the when the game had me like when i was like i actually now i really like this game it was very early in so at the start i was like yeah okay well it started and did a few things um i had no there was three elements that got me really early on into the game so the camera work is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal yeah, in really that good. game like it blew my mind i kept going wow like to keep choosing these camera angles that make me feel like i'm being followed constantly mm. and i thought it was genius and i've seen other games do it since like obviously a lot of games have utilized camera work in different yeah. ways the early silent hill games do it a lot but for for some reason in this game it stood out to me like a lot and um, number two then was the opening credits as soon as that started yeah. with that song the old death song yeah. that had been reorchestrated yeah and it was a very serious presentation i was like this is not a small game they've taken this shit really seriously like this is being really well polished and really well presented mm-hmm. and then the third thing was straight after that talking to or it might have been just before it actually talking to a psychiatrist for yeah. the first time yeah. and he's talking to you and he's getting you to like to answer the questions answer and the questions and like i remember the one with the he's showing you these cards and just tell me which one bothers you more yeah, yeah, yeah. and at first i was like oh, okay well i don't like that i don't like that and then it kept coming up so i kept uh, people know at this point i don't like spiders yeah and so the spider image kept coming up more and more and i was like oh fuck i'd, I'd like realize where this was going yeah, yeah. 
at that point and then he was like oh so spiders and needles and knives or something like that he was like we're gonna have fun and you're like oh fuck so what have i done you're and suddenly things. you feel like the game has been tailored towards you yeah. and i just thought it was really i clever. wish there was more to that though i know because if you play a few times you realize how it's done yeah it's it's not um i think if you pick spiders there's like one moment in the game where a spider kind of walks across the screen that's correct yeah and it's not like no it's, it's it won't get not, you it, it won't but what did have me was because like the game is not the scariest thing ever no, right no. but i found very, especially early on the atmosphere had me very nervous yeah to open doors or to like as soon as the game got kicking i was like okay now i know what i'm all about and i, I can i can handle it but very early on before stuff had happened the tension that it was building it built it really well so I did find myself going, I'm after picking those things and I don't like the music and I'm walking around in the dark and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it, even though when they did use them, they didn't scare me, the thought of it. Of it coming up. Of it coming yeah, yeah, had me yeah, scared. Yeah. So I think they did, their tension building was fantastic. Yeah. Like I think it was, it was a really, it was a really smart game. Like that game I think was supposed to come out on PS3. Oh, really? I think, and it was initially supposed to be a game to show off the move controllers, and the idea was that the move controller would be your torch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember them demonstrating it, and like the whole thing just did look shit. And I think that's why everyone thought this was going to be really, really bad. But they did such a U-turn. Yeah. And they they actually used the what was going to be the Decima engine for that. So All right. it was using proprietary Sony hardware or, or software built by Guerrilla Games. Um, so that's what gives it its real like high fidelity visuals. Yeah. But yeah, it was like it was just such a I, I don't think anyone there's not that many people really played it, I don't think. I don't think it really got the attention it deserved. Uh, no, I think it got underplayed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like it should be in everyone's catalogue, I think. If you like that type of like if, if you enjoy The Walking Dead, I think you should absolutely play this game. Well, it's also, I think, one of the most fun games to play with friends. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird, even though it's one player. We um we had a great game tonight and I'll never forget it. Um there was a bunch of us and we what we did was we just picked each person and said, Okay, you're gonna be this character, you're gonna be this character, you're gonna be this character, right? So that any time the character changed, we'd swap the controller over. So then other people were making choices that we weren't, you know, it was out of your control. And sometimes like your character might actually be relying on the choice that someone else is making. Yeah. And like we found ourselves, because sometimes we have a time limit between the choices. And like we'd be turning to, you know, your friend and going, come on, man, save me, save me. And I can't, man, I got to save myself, you know, fuck you. And you're just like, ah! And we just, <laughs> it was really fun. Like it was actually a really fun way to play it. Especially because I had played it before and one of the other guys had played it, but no one else had. So everyone else, it was their first time and they didn't know when anything was going to happen. They didn't know what was going on. And they were just like, one of them was really trying to figure it out, like taking notes and stuff. Going, I think, I think, I think they're the killer, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a really, it's a really fun game to play on your own and also with friends. What do you think of it, Eric? Uh, I thought it was class. I thought the, the introduction of the whole, yeah, because the whole thing is like a slasher. You know I mean? Here's this guy on the mountain. He's going to kill you. It's even like shown from the beat, like from the, from the get-go i think the yeah. first character dies you have this person who's coming at you and it kind of vol ends up leading so yeah. and then just the introduction of a monster so yeah it was class yeah. and then the, the yeah. whole and we won't say what the monster is because it's no. worth playing the game but the, i actually apparently there's two different ways of pronouncing it 
So the game says one way of pronouncing it, and then the show Supernatural that says doesn't another. really matter. I know, I'm just saying, there's the debate uh, before. Yeah, I'm just okay. raising that point. Well, I'm sorry. the monster is in Supernatural at some point. <laughs> but that's not a spoiler. Every monster is in Supernatural. <laughs> um, but no, because like, it is quite surprising that there's... Well, actually, I tell you, to be honest, because I watched the review for it as well mm. before being anyway curious about picking it up. And um, one of the reviewers, because none of the trailers showed anything about a monster. Yeah. And the reviewer spoiled it on me. Oh. A, and I, I was really mad. Cause, yeah. Well, actually, it got me excited about it because I wasn't that interested in just a slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, there's a monster. What's with the monster? What's that about? But I was also like, that would have been a really nice surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I knew yeah. there was going to be some form of creature in it because uh, the trailers, well, not trailers, the, I suppose the E3 showcases, they had the usual kind of slasher bit. Where the guy's chasing you. That's right, yeah. That's and, the only bit I'd seen before. But I did see another one where it was like this thing that's jumping around the trees and it's got the vision, almost like Predator-style yeah. vision. Oh, and stuff that like bit, that. right. I didn't and realize I was, that that had been shown. And I was like, what? So yeah. there's like two things happening in this and it left you very like, I have absolutely no idea what's going on in this game. Yeah. And I, I originally thought it was going to be like, like an episodic thing where it was... In each episode, it's like a different kind of right, enemy. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be one story. That's I'm glad it's not that. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I really, I love how it it ended up. Yeah, it was really good. It's another one of those ones that, just if you're interested in playing it, um, everyone can live and everyone can die, and um, yeah, and it's all based on your choices how the story plays out. So it's really what I can say really though is that as you play maybe i think it's actually kind of similar to the walking dead in that regard is that the you know as you play through it uh like maybe a second or a third time and you're trying to see what what does it look like if this character survives there isn't that much variety the no, game does tend to play out exactly the same and um, there may be one or two scenes that are different slightly depending. different yeah. because there's a particular character that's still alive or something but um, apart from that like the ending generally ends up exactly the same it's really just for your own sense of achievement I yeah. suppose as to I got them all out or but to be honest um, given that it is like a, based on horrors uh, it's more exciting if people die yeah it's I think like, I, I mean, like if you watch a horror film and everyone gets out fine I think I ended up with the like two high, survivors so. and it was just perfect yeah like I yeah, ended I up with Chris no and yes. someone else I can't remember who and yeah. I had Chris Emily, maybe Ashley and Sam. I think. I I remember Emily surviving. I was very disappointed because she's a she's a very (laughs) horrible character in that game. Yeah, she is. She is a nasty character. And actually, I do like that they they start all the characters off with um like tropes and characteristics that are typical of a slasher. Yeah. But based on your choices, you can actually change them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can. Yeah. You can alter how they play it. So, like, what is a Matt? He's supposed to be like the jock. no Mike. Mike, Mike is, is a jock. Mark yeah. is the and jock. he ended up being like and my it, favorite character. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah, he's actually later on he becomes really cool and he's sort of a heroic character. Yeah, he reminded me a bit of. Um, it's just totally coincidental. He's not in any way based on anything, but just his the way I played him, his story arc ended up a bit like Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's yeah, a jerk, yeah. and then but later on you you start to love him, and he yeah. he will. Do what he has to do to help his mates out, like yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I yeah, 
just stuff like that. Like the characters start off one way. However, Emily is Emily no is always what I do, is an consistently asshole. an asshole. Yeah, for all Because even, like, even when you take Chris and Ashley's characters, who are complete and utter cowards, they then find courage later, which was a great journey for them. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have some of the great, like they have some of the best bits actually. Yeah, I found in the have, game. They have great moments. Um, did ye find it scary? Uh, yeah, actually, um, there is a there's a moment where you go into a kind of a sanitarium. Mm. And all of that kind of had me on edge. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, w- I, I never really jumped, I don't think, throughout the entire game. But that bit did have me on edge just walking through it and exploring it. Because the ambient sounds are just... Yeah, really, <sighs> yeah. Did you find it scary, Eric? Uh, oh, yeah, I would find it quite nerve-wracking. I think I jumped a, definitely one point at the start when you're playing as Chris going through the house. The thing that jumps out of the cupboard? Yeah, 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 that I thing, yeah, that thing got me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of it, I, I, I'll give him credit for it. Like, if you play it a second time, none of the jumps will get you. But the no. first time, they do actually have the jumps timed quite well, especially for a game. Yep. Like, the jumps are actually, and the sound effects are timed really well. Yeah. Uh, and you know they're coming sometimes, and you're like, oh, fuck off. And you have to open the door, and you're like, I don't want to open the door. And you open it, and you go, oh, it's fine. And then they get you, and you go, oh! <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're like, I knew you were going to do it, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like, first time I played it, I've, I, like, now I won't. But that's like, if you watch a horror movie for, like, this third time, yeah, the scares won't get you anymore. No. You know, but it's, yeah. it's about but your I think first that's experience. What's, yeah, but I think what's nice about that game is it's like a good horror movie where, right? So you can watch a horror film and it can freak you out. Um, I'll take Saw for example, right? If you don't yeah. like gore, whatever, right? Saw it mightn't be your thing, right? No. So it it that may scare you. Yes. But you can then watch it a second time because the overall. Uh, story and premise to it is actually really entertaining so although the gore yes. and it might not be scary anymore because you kind of uh you know you've become accustomed to it maybe i don't know it's like you're just used to it yeah and um, the actual film itself is just so masterfully done that you can find enjoyment out of it and i think this game is very similar like the, the although the, the scares won't be scary anymore it's just that the, the game is actually just really fun to play it is yeah it's really mm. enjoyable and there's on your second time you will because the first time you kind of every time you're in an environment you just want to get out of there you just want to push on through and get out so you won't explore as much but the second time because you know what's going to happen you can explore more and you'll actually find uh, more depth to the story you'll find like there's little hidden things that like even especially in the sanitarium actually if you explore there's other rooms and there's other bits of paper and documents and things that will tell you a lot more what's going on what's going on and the story is a lot richer than it first comes off yeah um you know there's a little kind of there's so many tropes like so the place used to be like this mining colony you know yeah, and yeah. it's got that little story going on as well but everything works yeah. as well yeah. like nothing feels like it's just shoehorned in like they found a way to gel all these strange horror genres together for one experience that just absolutely works and then they have this theme of the butterfly effect and they have like so that's to just remind you that your choices will impact the story mm-hmm. but it is also connected to this native american thing and so that the mountain was a native american burial site which is another classic horror trope and, yeah. you know, it's just they everything that they came up with they found ways that it's the gameplay serves the story they absolutely like can't before. do a sequel and you no, can no. see by what they've been doing their their latest game for example Man of Medan. is is not a sequel to this and it, all, no. I, I love that even sony just weren't like yeah but like it it kind of did kind of well we could do a sequel and do better again and all that kind of stuff i like that they just kind of left it alone 
Yeah, I mean, I would love that studio to make another game, though. Um, and I don't mean, like, I would like another full... Man of Medan is a much smaller experience. I would like right. another full Until Dawn style thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a follow-up in any way. Well, but they do have... Even if I would be okay with an Until Dawn... Another Until Dawn game. Yeah. A different, totally different scenario, different storyline, different characters, in no way a follow-up to the last one. So okay. It's all well, what they did do is they did kind of scenario. make a sequel. Um two nearly actually but the they're, VR, one, they're right? vr games yeah so they have the rush of blood yeah which is supposed to be there's a particular character in until dawn that's kind of suffering from psychosis i think yes yeah, yeah. um so the game is supposed to be a Trip representation his of yeah. his mind yeah um and then they have another one called the inpatient and it's yes. a vr experience that's supposed to be very scary and that's supposed to be based on when the sanitarium was actually functioning yeah, there is the there are technically cool. sequels to it, but it's not like a sequel. It's not Until Dawn two. It's just yeah, no. But I'm just saying, I, I would world. be okay with it because the whole premise of Until Dawn is you have to survive until dawn, right? Mm. Yeah. So as long as they make another game with a premise like that, you have a group of people and they must survive until dawn. Totally different scenario, different location, yeah. different place. Um, different horror trope yeah there's like, so many to choose you know from. so not the same creature not the same location none mm. of that and not even a reference to but yeah. I, I would be cool with another experience because i think they could surprise again yeah um but yeah so that was a game i enjoyed that year <laughs> was it your favorite i don't know you don't really know i don't know um yeah. it was one of my, it was my second favorite game that year actually yeah you see i had two games that i'm just like like until dawn i think is uh technically a game that i i prefer in most regards like in terms of the the visuals the story the uh and just generally playing it yeah but then there's another game i played that year that i just sucked like spent so much hours into you know what i mean yeah um that it's like it's hard to know well which one's my favorite this one that i kind of played once or twice and really enjoyed it or this other game that i spent I think I clocked like 180 hours into it or something. Well, um, most listeners would probably be able to answer that question for you. <laughs> what you just said. Go, the one that you played more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. well, what game was it? So it was Destiny the Taken King. Now I know Destiny oh, came right, out yeah. the year before that, but I really, yeah, I just didn't. Was this an like expansion? It. it was, yeah. It was the third, no, was it? Yeah, it was the third expansion. But it, yes. you could say that it's the game that it's the expansion that made the game what it is like it i think that's where a lot of people got into destiny was with the taken king because what the what destiny really lacked was a coherent story yeah um and the taken king just went okay here's a story finally to that game that you bought last year um and it also like improved the multiplayer aspect and just the challenges and like nearly everything in the game was like it was almost like just okay let's refresh the game essentially yeah yeah yeah. um and i do think that's what a lot of people like that's when destiny really took off i think with the taken king um yeah because i played that one as well and it's just it's great to have because the main story i did complete the main story first before going on to all the expansions and yeah the main story is just very short just like nothing nothing, nothing to it nothing happens and then once you start getting into the expansions, that's that's actually when the game gets good. Yeah. That's but it was with the Taken King, I think with uh, the other ones, the expansions always felt like, here's uh, another enemy to take on, right? But the Taken King was genuinely like, okay, here enemy is campaign. the nemesis. Like, yeah. this is the actual 
but this is the Sauron of the game. Like, you know, right, who, okay. who, who you're going to take on. It's not just small skirmishes anymore. It's like, this is a huge threat that's going to take on, like, destroy the galaxy. Yeah. Um, and it had, like, cutscenes as well. Like, there was... Yeah, there was very few cutscenes in the main game. But yeah, yeah. this one actually really... Am I right? No one north ended up voicing the... The robot, yeah. yeah. The robot? The but originally, thing. wasn't it... Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Why oh. was there a replacement or what? Was uh, that about? People it... found Peter Dinklage's voice uh, too. I don't know why. Um, there's there's theories as to why it was yeah. changed. Um, like I actually liked the Dinklebot. Um, <laughs> Please don't call him Dinklebot. <laughs> because how's your Dinklebot? People didn't like. I think yeah, you're right. People didn't really like the fact that he just sounded like he was just reading lines. Well, look at. Peter yeah. Dinklage is a very, very talented actor, but also he's a little bit one-dimensional. Hey, you can't say that. <laughs> Why not? No, I can't do that, man. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I can't say that. No, can't he just be a bit one-dimensional, not a little bit one-dimensional? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that at all. No, fuck off. <laughs> Trying to paint me bad on this. Uh, no, I just I I do find that like because um, outside of Game of Thrones, that voice and that delivery seem to follow him. Everywhere. Yeah, like he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like I I, I uh, yeah, like I kind of understand the criticism, right? The he is just literally reading lines. Yes. And I would say he's just like whatever. I don't care for this. But and also, it's a just, robot. And he's that was my point. It's yeah. like people so saying there's that. there's no like emotion to his lines. It's like it's a robot like I know, but I, think, be any... I think what people got so invested in i mean people still talk about it today as one of the best video game characters ever made glados from the portal yeah, too, yeah 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 who you know is a robot and very much a robot but does emotion ways yeah so i think people i suppose when people have a robot that's going to talk to them a lot they start comparing to you know versions in games where it's like it has been done so much better yeah, yeah. also Maybe you have to think like r2d2 doesn't talk but even his performance is enjoyable to listen to that's true yeah there's like there's almost emotion to his beeps and they're just beeps yeah like it wasn't but it, the thing it, is r2d2 it is actually great. constantly cursing and they're just censoring him <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like it, it, it like it, peter dinklage's performances as the ghost wasn't great but it's not like as if when they replaced it with Nolan North, it greatly improved it. Like no. the problems with Destiny wasn't the fact that the robot didn't have emotion. No, I didn't. I didn't. The, mind the problem English with Destiny no. was far beyond that. And I think I think the real reason they changed it to Nolan North was to save money. Okay. Uh, because they they now need to spend money in. Well, Nolan order. North, you should get paid more, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you should. But I do think that. You know, there was probably a lot of money going into the fact that, like, oh, yeah, this dude from Game of Thrones is now voiced in our game. Well, do you, you think, know, and like, I'm not being too much of a uh, uh, negative critic or whatever, but do you think Peter Dinklage was only asked to do it because of the hype for Game of Thrones? Or, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, when you look at the cast of characters for this game, like, it's like it's ridiculous. Like, they have Bill Nye, like, voiced in another character. Who barely ever talks. They had, uh... uh God, I'm so bad with names. I'm gonna get up the cast now. <laughs> but like the uh, names, the the names are big for yeah. for roles that are so small. Like you never come across these characters until, I mean, in terms of like uh, Peter Stormare is in it as well, actually. Yeah. Um. 
Oh, he was having a good year that year. He was in until dawn. Yeah. Yes. But the, it's not until the Taken King when there's actual cutscenes do you actually hear Experience these performances. Yeah. So, the, yeah, I just feel like they were kind of utilizing big names for the sake. It's like, how do you market this? Uh, Nathan Fillion is in it. Yeah. Uh, Lance, Hed- Lance Reddick is in it, uh, yeah. who plays Caron in uh, John Wick. John Wick. Gina Torres is in it. I can't actually name anything she's in, but I've definitely seen her as of. So uh, shout out to all these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is, it is a big yeah. cast of characters, but... Um, if I had to push you. Well, for, for to, one. If I had to push you for one. I don't know. The rules of the game. <laughs> Your favourite game from the you year. Gotta do it, man. If you had to say one. And it could even only be by a tiny margin. A tiny, tiny margin. They could be really, really close, but if you had to pick one okay. to say... That is actually, if I had to say it, my favorite game that year, the one I enjoyed the most. Okay, I think I think I would. Ah, oh, shit! This is hard, man. This is hard. <laughs> that's like, that's I the think, rules I, of the game. <laughs> I think if someone was asking me which one should I play, yeah, I would say go play until dawn. Okay. But I think the game I had the most fun playing was to take the king. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still no clearer on what that like whether that means one or the other was your favorite because it's not just about which one you had most fun playing, is it? Because I think I'm gonna go with Taken game, but it might not be. I think I'm gonna go with Taken King. Destiny two to Taken King. No, it's not Destiny two. It's just Destiny. Oh, sorry, it's just Destiny. Oh yeah, it's just an expansion. I'm looking at the cast of Destiny two. There is so many more famous. Stephen Fry's in Destiny two. Get there! I don't need to know who's in these games. I'm just saying. So I think it's because. And I think we, when we were going through all our lists, I don't think we've mentioned a single multiplayer game. No, that's actually probably the first one that's been. Uh, and I and it's because like I'm not into multiplayer games. Like yeah. I really just it wasn't my thing. So I had um, to have something to hook you. And this is the first time I ever like really got into not just a multiplayer game, but it's a it's technically an MMORPG. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's. It's he's right, you know. The what makes you uh, want to progress is not the story. It's actually about getting better gear. Get good. Yeah, basically, it's about getting good. I fucking hate that phrase. <laughs> get good games. I just like when you're reading a book. Nobody comes over and says, "Get good, man. Get good." Like, fuck off. Like it's my own entertainment. Like no, just, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I do. I do hate when people criticize how good or bad you are at a game. I think that's really, yeah, but, really yeah. ignorant. I know, but sometimes, Chris, you do need to get good at games. Like, <laughs> no, it's, well, it's, I think it depends. Like, are you? Like, yeah. it, it depends. Like, are you, are you playing competitively? That's, I suppose that's what it is. Are you, uh, you can in Destiny, or yeah. are you playing for your own? Inter- no, I know you can, but that's what I'm saying. Unless you're, yeah, playing you're not going to do until dawn competitively. Yeah, so. so unless you're playing competitively, it doesn't matter how you play a game. You know? Correct. No but one's if you were criticizing, anything. if you were criticizing the game because you're not good at it. That's different. That is different. And I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going, this game sucks because I'm shit. It's not point me saying the Dark Souls series suck yeah. because I'm not good at them. Like that's yeah. a whole different thing. A whole different yeah. kettle of fish, Dark Souls. if someone's saying, Chris, you're playing games wrong because you're not good at them. It's like, that's not the case. Like, that's, <laughs> not, that's not how games work. Look, it's I'm a sorry, game. Chris. You can't read the map. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm not referring to you, but actually, yeah. yeah, Eric was my guide on Resident Evil 2 Remake because 
I, I cannot figure out that map at all. <laughs> I just every time I leave, I go. Oh, and he, he was saying like, get back to the safe room, and I, which way is the safe room again? You were just there. I don't fucking know where to go. Just get good. Mister X stresses me out. Anyway, he's very stressful. Anyway, I think like the, that's what, later. On I, I think I would say Destiny King because in a year that I found quite bland for games like i wasn't really okay that like i i would finish a game and then i'm done with it that's it I'm, yeah, yeah i'm done and i wasn't really that hooked on many games that year like destiny is a game that you could just throw on hop into it doesn't even have to be a match it could be just hop into the like there's kind of like an open area and right, you yeah. can do missions in it to like up your gear or, or gain xp or whatever the case may be like uh the grinding in that game is was actually quite enjoyable. It wasn't. It didn't feel repetitive. It felt like that was the objective was to grind. Yeah. Um. And then you know if a friend is online, then you can do stuff together. So, mission wise, you could play. Uh, you can do a mission with two other players. So three of you could be doing the same mission together. And then you can do, technically, like dungeons right sort of things um up to six players so um just being able to hop on and and, and it doesn't matter like you can't you can't technically clear the game no there's I always, there's always something, something to do, yeah. to do yeah. in it um what the hell anyone hear that? that big truck going by john get out get out of dodge <laughs> i would say there's um there's a wedding passing us by would you say probably there's a or a traffic jam <laughs> Is there a match on? Is there? Uh, yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, lot, be. a lot of horns are going off in the background. If you can't hear it anyway. Yes, the horns of Gondor. Uh, are those air raid sirens? Yeah. <laughs> so then we're gonna enter Silent Hill. Um, awesome, Eric. Yeah, me. I'm here. Your favorite game of twenty? Jesus. <laughs> I don't. Know. The thing is, we can hear these really loud horns in the background. I don't yeah, know if yeah, the mics yeah. are picking them I don't, up. But, I don't know. Uh, but we will keep. So we will keep the audience up there. Just hearing us going. Oh! You don't know why. Um, um, favorite game of 2015. I am first of all going to do an honorable mention of a game that was. Yeah. Why? What? Why not? It's just two seconds, man. Go on. Just a game Go. that was was very very much hated when it came out, and I thought it was a fantastic game, which was The Order 1886. We are controversial this episode. We are right. Okay. Yeah. Was, Fair enough. Uh, had fantastic graphics, didn't it? Amazing graphics. Had yeah. the best graphics ever. I play it. Still playing it. I'm like, that that bottle looks real. And a cool setting. A very cool setting. Yeah. I'm all maybe getting a sequel. And one of the hopefully getting a sequel. Too short, was it? Is the sequel it's not be that. It's actually not that short. Oh. It's a good, decent length game because we actually lived through an era of too many games being too long. So okay. it was really nice and refreshing to play a game that actually just focused with the story and rather than going, eh, big open world with nothing in it. Eh, look, so on that note, 150 was, notes. Uh, on, on that, that note, note, what was your favorite game that year? <laughs> 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 on that note, my favorite game of the year was The Witcher Tree Wild Hunt because, you know, it had this big open world and lots of gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also... Uh, another game that's game of the year for 200 years. No, 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 no. No, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. It's... It just has 200 game, game of the Year awards. There's oh, a, there's so a, unlike The Last of Us, it's not the Game see, of the Year See, because The Last of Us years. is still inspiring games to be like it. I think The Witcher 3 inspired games, no? Mm. I don't know. Well, you see, because with, with Last of Us, I'm briefly going to talk about this now, Last of Us has Days Gone trying to be like it, uh, God of War has elements trying to be like it, Plague Tale Innocence has like trying yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. it. There's lots of games trying to be like The Last of Us, while 
I haven't seen a lot of games trying to be like The Witcher 3. Well, this is the interesting one now, right? Um, in that, at the start of the episode, I was talking about an obvious game, right? Yeah. And I would think people, if they're placing bets, they would have said, well, it's going to be The Witcher 3 across the board on this one. Right. Because The Witcher 3, like I said, it got 200 Game of the Year awards. It's it's like loved and adored by so many people. Mm-hmm. The Cyberpunk uh, 2077 coming out this year is literally the highest anticipated game of the year for most people in the world purely because it's the guys who made The Witcher 3 yes. and no other reason which I still can't get my head around and Keanu Reeves in it that's not why everyone's nah, excited Keanu Reeves like, man glad Keanu Reeves is in it but nah. they're not like oh that game's gonna be unreal because Keanu Reeves is in it like, ah that's... but it just went up tenfold because Keanu Reeves so what was it about The Witcher 3 um the main thing about The Witcher 3 that was really good was it was Game of Thrones but good um, right. it's a really dark gritty world yeah. uh, filled with lots of fantasy creatures and magic uh, which was really great and a whole new a whole new way of telling us how all this stuff came together so there's like a, this thing called the conjunction of the spheres if you ever watch the, the TV show they, talk about it in that, they right? do make a reference to it where essentially everyone just kind of landed on this on this world you know, so all the elves are from a different world. All the humans are from a different world. Everything. It's like the worlds melded together or something, wasn't it? Or like elements of the world. It's, no, it's more like there's this barren world and everyone landed on it. And now they're all trying to fight to survive and have their own claim on it. Okay. It's more so what it is. It's, so vampires it's are a cool completely concept. different race. And werewolves are like, I don't know, some affliction probably come from a different world. Everything is from a different world, which is why there's so many different things. Which was such a cool concept of how to have a world with so many different types of creatures. Yeah. And there is a lot of variation in creatures. A lot of variation in creatures. And then even the concept of, like, there's genetic manipulation in it. Yeah. So so people somehow figure out how to genetically manipulate... That's the witchers, right? The witchers, yeah. The witchers are super soldiers, pretty much. So it kind of creates this concept of, did humans maybe have, or did some race, are they technologically advanced on their own world? And when they came over... They didn't have that, so then, but they knew how to do that. So, so for you, is it the lower? Uh, are, well, we, are we on Infinity Blade again? Yeah. We're on Infinity Blade again, yeah. The, but is it the lore that made the game so enticing or so engrossing? Or? Um, yeah, that and the fact that I think when this came out, Game of Thrones was a big thing, so everyone was big into... Having a game they could play that was like... That was like Game of Yeah, very gritty. There's no good guys. Well, you know, suppose, everyone is as a dark side. I but, suppose I never thought about this before but in a way like skyrim felt as close as we could get to a middle earth open yeah. world game and so maybe the witcher feels the closest you'd get to a game of thrones open world game yeah it would be yeah absolutely no game of thrones wouldn't have as many monsters or creatures but just no. the way that people treat each other and yeah because there's even there's one character in it you, you'd meet them meet them very early on uh, relatively early on a uh, tutorial does go on for a while uh called the, he's known as the bloody baron and he's an, yes i've heard a lot about this and he's he's an absolute arsehole, but you somehow feel really sorry for him as well. The music around him is beautiful, and his his story like he treats his wife like crap, but at the same time his wife treats him like crap and knows how to like verbally stab him right, so that okay. he so he that it triggers yeah, I think him. I like really, um, I I heard a lot that the the kind of the side quests are nearly more interesting than the main story. Like Skyrim. <laughs> and that's yeah. why... Uh, like, so when you do a side quest in most other games, it feels like a... a side quest. like Yeah, really it's just happened. like a, a mundane task. A diversion, right? yeah. 
Whereas in The Witcher, it turns out to be this like I don't know, like a really great story behind it. Yeah. Um. So people end up really enjoying doing the side quests. I think that's why people are really, really excited about cyberpunk. Yeah, because probably because it's of... not just going to be another open world game. There's going to be so much depth to, like, all the different interactions you can do in the game. Yes. That that level of quality is not in other games. I don't get me wrong. I think cyberpunk looks really good and probably will be yeah. amazing. But um, my only the only reason I get so confused about the anticipation is because it's purely based on the, the faith in the developer, right? Yeah. As opposed to, like, just in a year where there are so many very big games coming out this year, I'm just surprised how that's being anticipated more than The Last of Us 2. That's the bit where I'm surprised. Or even there are other games that are coming out this year that are that look huge. So I'm yeah. just surprised how... I think you, you're... Under, like, I think we are kind of... Not a niche uh, in, in our tastes, but... Uh, a, a lot of gamers don't like the single player story driven character driven games no maybe not and maybe like like for me i have i've right now we can hear horns that sound like clown cars <laughs> and it just sounds like a whole bunch of them are gonna get out and fight us <laughs> no we hate your games um i have started the witcher tree twice yeah so um, I. yeah so <laughs> i've um, cleared it three times all right, cool. So I, Jesus Christ, sorry, I get so distracted by these hordes. <laughs> it's like it's like there's a load of cars outside, really mad at each other. Uh, it sounds like a city, but like we're not in a city. No, we're um, The yeah, I started it twice, and for me, like I did a little, like couple of side quests as well. I know, yeah. And the horns are going off all of them. Um, Maybe they're like, it's like the proud heralds of The Witcher. And they're just yeah. like, you know, you're talking about <laughs> the best game ever. Um, so I enjoyed doing the little side quests quite a bit. Hmm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it honestly kind of more sounds like the cars are all just having sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that joke in Family Guy. What was it called? The, they had like some place that people would drive to... to... Anal point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say what it was All called. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's the name. Uh, this episode is very explicit. Um, but yeah, no, sorry. I've started The Witcher twice. Yeah. And the thing I enjoyed the most was doing the little side quests. So maybe for people, like, it's really to jump in and just do something. You know, like, I would see, if I was playing The Witcher, it'd be more to, like, I'm going to throw it on now, do a hunt. Yeah. Because the hunts are really cool and there's little tracking stuff Track, and everything. the tracking yeah. stuff and picking up uh, information as to what actually happened to this yeah. scenario i found that stuff really cool and um, mm. so i think that's the aspect maybe people like the most i don't know uh, because well, i can't i've obviously... had a difficulty i don't know why because on paper the witcher tree is exactly the kind of game i would like yeah right Same, on paper yeah. like even ob- ob- objectively like i can say the witcher tree is the best game that year it's just I not my favorite game that year disagree Oh, would you? Okay. I even objectively would not think that. Like I do, so I, I, I like know. I think it has all everything in it to be like a, a masterpiece of a game. Yeah. But and I don't think well, yeah, I don't know whether it's the game's fault or just my mood every time I get try to get into the game. Because I've also tried to like I've started it twice. Yeah, because I bought it there the other day, and I cannot. <laughs> you bought it? Was yeah. it free? 
I don't know when uh, it was free. And was I it? think I missed it at some point. But the other day, because there was a big sale on for 15 euro, I got yeah. the game of the year edition with the, with the expansion, the expansion and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Like, like that's actually this another... game is going to go down in history anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to buy it. Gonna but yeah, every time I play it, the tutorial to get into it, and it's the same issue I have with Red Dead 2. You like yes, trying... I said this to Eric the other day. Yeah, yes, it's really. It's like just trying to just you can't just jump into this game. Let me play the game. You need to like you you need to take like a, a, a holiday or something, right? And just retire <laughs> to The Witcher. Yeah, well, I felt personally, and I'm not bashing the game at all because um, I uh, I am in the minority here, like, and I'm aware of that. that mm-hmm. This game was the most popular game that year, and for some people, I there's some people online that it's, it's their favorite game of all time. Like it's yeah. really, really up there. Mm. Um, but I, I just find that the game, its presentation at the beginning, loses me because I I I don't like the UI. Yeah, I I, I, would agree I don't that. like Geralt as a character. I don't like his voice acting and he's going to be talking the most in the game <laughs> and I don't like um, I'm not crazy on the combat I'm not crazy on the menu system It's there's so much to it sure. and I'm, I really don't like the tutorial well the bit that loses me is the tutorial and so, the uh, I wish it started with the Hunt of the Griffin I can't yeah yeah I think it, it I think needs, it started with that it definitely needs a better intro I think um, but the the bit that I just can't uh, and like every time I play the game like I just can't help but laugh is his run his yeah. run in animation the, is wait, hilarious his, his just natural little jog he, where his he, arms he, are stuck at his side like he just looks like he has <laughs> skipped every leg day <laughs> like but, he just yeah. has these two pegs of a leg <laughs> or, or he was just like this huge torso or he was drawn by DC animation right? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. it's but just he, such a I tell you what like it's I I I just can't get invested in Geralt and take it seriously because the first time you see him, he's in a bucket of water with his legs out and a lobster comes in and pinches his balls. <laughs> and that's how the game starts. Yeah. No, actually, sorry. The game starts with a really cool opening cinematic. Yeah. Oh, an yeah. awesome animation. And you're like, yeah. I am fucking hooked. And then this is the next thing you see. And it's yeah. Yennefer pinching his balls with a lobster. <laughs> it's, it's just like... Some people love okay. that shit though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's see, almost okay. like I it, think it's almost like playing like Devil May Cry Three. No, well, right? I, like Devil May Cry Three yeah. also opens up, and you're just like, "This is I'm so into this. This is awesome." And then he starts fucking. <laughs> he start what? He orders a pizza. And he has, he's yeah, like, he's like eating a pizza, and he turns on the jukebox with his pistol or something, and then I don't know. <laughs> like, that's where I'm like, okay, I am out. <laughs> this or, well, like, I've or always, you have like, Devil May Cry Five when he reenacts the Michael Jackson dance with his hat. Uh, look, I, oh, I've always enjoyed man. playing the Devil May Cry games, but I fucking hate Dante. I really do too. Dante, he's such a shitty character. I don't yeah. know why people love him. Dante. Is one of the worst video game protagonists ever, yeah. and Nero is cooler. Yeah, yeah, and he's still a punk ass kid, but. Like Dante is too old to be <laughs> the way he behaves. Have some yeah. responsibility. But anyway, sorry. Back to back to the Witcher. The other white-haired protagonist. Um, Who's much cooler than Dante? Get out! Whoa! Oh, yeah. Don't knock over your mic, there, man. Sorry about that. It was the horns. Calm yourself. They got to me. Um, but yeah, so I find it hard to get into the Witcher. But you obviously got into it. I played it three times. Quickly. First you time. Played three times. First <laughs> ending I got was a horrible ending. It was Do, very sad. Does it get better and better as it goes? Yes, it, it absolutely does. And the Wild Hunt are awesome villains. Well, I think they, well, yeah. it's the game 
like even appealing to me even though I've never played it really no, you haven't <laughs> <laughs> so you know Sam the fact that they uh, supported it like for so long well yeah there was like, all I think the studio has like gained like popularity then I think again that's why people are really looking forward to well I like the, uh, in fairness to the developers like because they bought out stuff for free and everything for yeah they, sh- they could have charged so much money for a lot of that DLC yeah, they yeah. were just decent and they gave they gave a full game that was fully made and fully realized and then expanded on it as opposed to there's some games that they release and they plan the DLC before they release it yeah yeah fucking definitely yeah <laughs> gut sucking bastards and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so the, 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 the expansions were were great because you had you had all the free DLC like little little costumes or extra weapons or just little extra hunts or something which yeah. usually most game companies um would just be like oh spend 10 euro on that or 99 cent or something it's like ah oh, come on like that should be free it's only a freaking shirt yeah. yeah it's a it's cosmetic like yeah, and then they yeah. they give it to you for free, and then they only charge for the two expansions, which I think one was ten euro, the other one was fifteen euro, but they were big expansions, like yeah, they were huge, weren't they? Like the the fifteen euro one. Heart of Stone, am I correct in saying that? Uh, Hearts of Stone, and then Blood and Wine. Blood and Wine was you went to essentially France. Cool. You went to France. Like I think much, the scale of them was almost equivalent to like Undead Nightmare in terms of their size. Yeah, they're massive. Like so they were really yeah, really yeah. kind. Um, Look, at, like I think it's on. Un- Doubt, like you can't, um, you can't deny that they give the game gives plenty of content to any gamer who wants lots to do. And besides, yeah. like yeah, and I mean lots to do. I mean, the books, the books were obviously really good because CD Projekt Red made the games out of it, and then the game got so popular, we got the TV show. Which that's true, yeah. I know users are a bit like, nah, it's okay, but yeah, I feel be- really bad. I don't know whether it's just like, maybe I just can't get into the Witcher world, and I'm not hating on it. I'm not doing the whole like I'm not trying to be like, oh well, everyone else likes it, so I don't. Because typically, I actually like the game that everyone else likes. So it's yeah. like you know like, um. But because of that, we also got like the best song of 2019. Oh you know? God, toss a coin to your Exactly, best <laughs> song ever. Just get that stuck back in everyone's heads. Yeah, which is actually. We should play that as the outro to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you like it, Adam? Yeah, come on, Adam. It's nice and man. They came after me. <laughs> You're doing the Mahifi version, are you? Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. His, his yeah. version's okay. Yeah, it's okay. okay. It's, it's okay. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of. It's okay. I think they do. Sorry, off topic now. Um, <laughs> I think Trivium have, reco- have like recorded a full cover of that like a full band cover of it oh, really? and they're hoping i don't know there was some talk about maybe getting it onto a season two wow i don't know if there's some there's Class. some talk, that's why it hasn't been made public yet oh. but there's something there's something going on they're definitely hoping it ends up somewhere that would probably be the, the best thing about season two pitched it <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> harsh <laughs> although one thing another thing i really said when playing the witcher tree was because uh, Yennefer's character, we obviously you mentioned her, she pinches your man's with the balls. Uh, with the, the <laughs> she, she pinches your man with his balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she does. Anyway, so for the whole game, she seems like such an arsehole to Geralt. Yeah. Right. And I was her, like, right? yeah, you're looking it's for her. She, she's like the love of. Well, actually, trying to find series, the main premise. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Series very important. But um, 
So you're like he's she's supposed to be like the love of Geralt's life, and you're like, why she's kind of an asshole to him? Well, I think thing. it's that whole. And then you watch the, the the show, and you're like, that's a fair point. Geralt meets her for one night, and then makes a wish that they will never be inseparated, never inseparated, never separated, for like the rest of their They'll lives. Never be in separation is what you meant to say, wasn't it? I don't know what I was trying to say, <laughs> but like he meets her for one night and goes, I, uh, and I is love. Is that the plot of what of the series? Like, like is the, in the games. Is that the reason? That they never... That he that he's following her? Yeah, kind of like they will always cross paths no matter what now. Okay, because but it is because he made that wish. Yeah. That's not just in the show. No, they explain that in the show. I know, but oh, is yeah. it just yeah, no, in no, the no, show is what I'm no, saying? No, because the first book, so the first book, which is a series of short stories, is called The Last Wish. Just based on forward is like, do you know that <laughs> sketch about the Australian talking about the door falling <laughs> off the boat? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the boat fell off, yeah. I fell off. The, door the front fell off. fell off. The front fell off. Oh. Um, I was like, yeah. oh, "What's supposed to happen?" Well, the front's not supposed to fall off. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it's the first book is called "The Last Wish," which is based on Geralt's wish towards the gym. Right. Okay. So that yeah. is all part of the story. That is all part of the story. Yeah. Um, had you heard of the Witcher series before this game? Yes. I hadn't. Yeah, it was on Xbox. And yeah, the second one, one. one and two. Hold on. Oh, it was one on Xbox? I know uh, I know it was in retrospect, so. but had you heard of it, Eric? Had you heard of the Witcher series before Witcher 3? Yeah, because I heard of Witcher 2. Had you heard of it? Yeah. 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 I know. See, I hadn't, I'd never heard of the series. Because like, when it came out, and, and obviously everyone was talking about the Witcher 3, and it was yeah. it was the biggest game of that year. I remember year. us looking at it on, like, on E3. Like, we both saw the, the Hunting the Griffin uh, being demonstrated at E3 All right. from, from Witcher 3. And I was like, I remember saying there, it's like, you have to check out The Witcher 3. Like, it's huge. It's so different than the second one. Right. Yeah, you no, see, we, we were pretty I, aware of the second one. Yeah, because I remember it was everywhere and everyone was talking about it. Mm. And I was like, what happened to one and two? <laughs> I, I, well, I just missed them, obviously. I'd never heard of them. Uh, sorry, folks. Yeah. Everyone else is like, man, Witcher 2 was unreal. Um, well, yeah. So I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know how they play. I don't know what they're like. Uh, I've never heard of them. I would say that. Don't even know if it's the same it, voice actor. To, to know. Uh, no, it's the same voice actor it's for all the same, the, Yeah, yeah uh, I think it's. Yennefer is actually. Yennefer and Siri are only in Tree. Witcher Tree. Well, so it's always like building up to them? Yeah, it's because uh, the first one starts after the books and it's Geralt has amnesia, so he actually has no idea about Yennefer at all. Alright. Or like Siri. Recovering your memories? Yeah, so the whole thing is it slowly builds up and everything. Cool. Yeah, I would say the difference between if you're. Like, what Witcher Three is to the other two in terms of the jump is yeah. like the way God of War Four is to the other God of Wars. All right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a huge leap. Um, because I know you lo- like you've played it three times, but you do talk about The Witcher a lot as well, and you do love the game, Eric. Would you go and play um, one and two? Huh? Would you go and play one and two? Yeah, I'd play one and two. Yeah. Uh, I say one is very, very, very clunky in its gameplay. I say it's very. I'd say. One Witcher One is like Mass Effect One almost. Have you oh. played them? No, I've seen. Oh, sorry. I've, I've seen some of one. Oh, and right. I've seen some sorry, of two. Sorry, I thought you were saying that you played them and you're, that this is your quick review of them. No, no, no. But like I said, which one is like Mass Effect One? Where only the hardcore fans have played that and loved that. And sure. then Witcher Two is when everyone else kind of jumped on. Yeah. And then Witcher Three is obviously the the finale of it, where everyone. And they're not going to make another Witcher game. Uh, well, see, depending on when you're, the first ending I got, Geralt died. So, oh right, okay. Um, wow. so it can turn out that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. First ending was quite 
relatively actually sad. The the everything was actually really horrible. I think only the island of Ske- the Isles of Skellige, I think, were the only happy ending I had. Other than that, everyone else got fucked over. Wow. Yeah. Uh, second ending was actually quite. You see, neutral. that's your turn- kind of thing too, where everything goes to shit, and you're like, wow, this was. This was great. I love misery. <laughs> My friend of misery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, would it be one of your favorite games? Period. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay, Throw and then I'm there. gonna ask this question because for me, for me, these two are the two big fantasies of the last decade. Uh, don't do so this I'm question. I'm gonna ask don't you this, this question. question just purely out of curiosity, and obviously, look, it's subjective. There's no right, wrong answer. Do you prefer The Witcher or Skyrim? Uh, that's a good question, Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> You hear that? Uh, That's a burning question. I'm not gonna lie. Would you? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was there, you actually you. on I will the tell basis you. of. <laughs> okay, which one's my favorite? <laughs> I'd probably say Witcher Tree because because see, I've only cleared Skyrim once, and every time I go back to play it, you give up on it. Yeah, I kind of do, and then I go back to it, and then I kind of give up again. But Witcher Tree, I get good. Play. <laughs> oh, yeah, get good, man. I'm class. Kill those dragon priests, man. I've built a house in it. Have you? I started oh, to build my second suppose, house. Yeah. yeah, Adam, get good. <laughs> um, cool. No, because I am. I am curious across the board which one people prefer, and I think it will depend because their playing styles are different. But um, yeah, I'd just be interested across the board to see if people prefer The Witcher Tree or if they prefer Skyrim. Yeah, I always feel like I'm going to play The Witcher Tree at some point. And well, I I'm know. after getting that. I have the intention, and I've I'm, I've done the Griffin Hunt and everything. I have the int- I've been yeah. playing other games, so they've been getting in the way too. Yeah. There's a lot going on at the moment. Yeah, I absolutely know it's never going to actually happen. But uh, no, I actually <laughs> have an intention of getting of of playing The Witcher Tree yeah. and seeing. See, that's the thing. I can't really make a. F- so me saying it's not my favorite. Someday it could be because maybe I could get I finish it and maybe I'll go. Actually, that was unbelievable. And that's the other thing. Like other games might not make our list because we actually didn't play them. Yeah, you know, like you can't have a favorite game that's everyone else's favorite if you've never played it. Yeah. That's... Another thing I like about The Witcher actually is that while it's called The Witcher and you're following Geralt the whole time, he's not really the main character. All right. Um. Well, he is the main character, but he's not the the central integral thing. He's not really important. He's just a Witcher in this world. Right. Okay. Yeah. And essentially, nearly anyone else is actually more important and actually has a, serves a bigger role to the to the shaping of the world. What about or, that hunter? At the start, with the wild dogs, is he more important? Oh, he's super important. He actually man. is really important because because of him, he had like a he had like an affair with like royalty or something. Yeah, with a prince or something. And like. then the prince like killed himself, and he got kicked out, and the town went to ruin and everything. And mm. yeah, there you go. Quick little yeah. There's a look. There's lots of little stories, I suppose. In I there, think the the witcher like once you get like really into it. I like, suppose I'd you, say when you get hooked, you're hooked. Yeah, uh, but I I do think the tutorial system. Is what it prevents me from actually getting into it. Yeah, and I would. I would have to give. I think a game like that for me makes or breaks a game. Is if yeah, can the, you just jump? It's straight the onboarding, into it? right? Yeah, that we've talked about before. And it's the really, really tree, important. Uh, regardless of whether technically that game is the best game you've ever played or not, that tutorial is really bad. Yes, the onboarding for that game is really bad. Full stop. <laughs> But yeah, no, I am gonna I'm gonna continue and I'm gonna see I'm gonna see how I feel about it when I get further into it. 
Um, yeah. I think it'd be an easy one for me to throw on to say I'm gonna do a hunt. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if I could. Actually if you can sit remember the fucking controls, and play hours and hours <laughs> yeah. of the story. I don't know if I'm that invested. Like I did a thing on uh, some guy on Reddit made. He's like, when I'm president of video games, I think is what he said. All right. <laughs> I'm going to enforce that there's a mode or a setting in every single game for busy adults. Good idea. So that every time, so that when you come back to a game and the game recognizes you haven't played it for a while, it's like, would you like a refresher on how to control the game? I think that's fair because I, that, be I have had games where I've gone away from, from for a while yeah. and then I tried to jump back in and you just can't. No. You need to play a game and be stuck to that game and then move on. Like You can't play multiple games. It's one of the nice things about games like Until Dawn, I suppose, is that yeah, you can kind of go away from come back and the controls are so easy. Yeah, because so they'll tell you every time yeah. you need to push something. Yeah, the times are gross. Press X. They'll remind you right there and then. Um, okay. That was that so, one. So, okay. you now. Let's get. This is what I meant by let's get controversial. Okay. Um, totally subjective. My favorite game of 2015. It doesn't matter how many ways I look at it or think about it or look at any other game Batman Arkham Knight uh, you knew it was coming Bullshit. folks I know yeah um, I'm a huge fan of the Arkham franchise um, I'm not totally blind to its problems Arkham Knight as a game has many mm-hmm. many problems one of it was its biggest selling point <laughs> 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 which I actually think they focused on the wrong thing Right? Oh, absolutely. Abs- like, I think they're focused totally on the wrong thing. So, I'm, I'm going to talk about the negatives first, and then I'm going to ex- go into the positives. Because yeah. I'm going to explain why it's my favorite. I, yeah, I would love um, for you to convince me that this is actually a good game. Right? Like Arkham Origins? Because <laughs> I, like, hated this game. Yeah, this, like, is, this is the interesting this thing. This is the one where I'm just like, like, just avoid playing this one. That, out see, of the Arkham series, I would say avoid play this. This one. is why it's so interesting because yeah. for me, even today, Arkham Knight is one of those games that I can just throw on. Oh yeah, and, no, but, yeah, yeah, no, I don't just mean throw on. I love restarting that game. Okay. I fucking love playing through it, even though there are bits in it that I dread. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm gonna get the negatives out of the way first. Sure. Uh, the Batmobile. Class one, which was the thing. Now hold on, there's there's things about the Batmobile that are class, right? First of all, it's designed very well. I mean, you can get around easier. That's nice. It, I think it drives well. Yeah. Um, and when you're driving it, which is all people wanted to do when people said we want to play as the Batmobile. Yeah. Right. So they're driving it and like the pursuit missions. There's bits where you pursue vans and stuff, and you can like shoot their wheels and knock them over and all that. Um, those bits are fantastic they're really good I actually really enjoy doing those missions mm. the tank battles they're, they're just like the, the worst like. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking especially because they went let's um, try and repeat the actual combat gameplay of Batman with the Batmobile so I was like okay so there's bits where Batman has to counter people so we should have that the Batmobile has to counter tanks <laughs> yeah that's essentially what it is like they let you know when they're going to hit you and you have to do like a quick dodge and attack right yeah yeah. and then they have other bits like batman does these stealth takedowns on people so let's have the batmobile has to do stealth takedowns on tanks <laughs> <laughs> like those segments make no sense at all no. and then the fact that and this is a real shame arkham knight of the series has the worst boss fights because the yeah. arkham franchise 
had really good boss fights. Yeah. yeah. I always thought. I thought yeah. their boss fights were like right up there with Metal Gear Solid boss fights. Yeah. Really, really good. And always like based on the character you're fighting. So, you know, your fight with Killer Croc is so different to your fight with Scarecrow, for example. Or your fight with Mr. Freeze. Like they're tailored to Batman's strengths and the villain's strengths. Yeah. Um, and in this game, every boss has a tank. And yeah. you, you just fight them with your Batmobile. And there's even like, there's a fight with Deathstroke. Oh Did yeah, get like, there? Bring me, yeah. So Deathstroke comes in and you're like, cool, I'm up for a rematch with Deathstroke. Let's do it. Let's have like a martial arts, like no holding anything back him against me. He comes out with a tank and you're like, that is the least Deathstroke thing that's ever been done. Yeah. Right? You can see there's, there are negatives. There's a lot of negatives. I remember doing that bit and I was like, that's bullshit. Uh, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully when I destroy this tank he, he gets out and we'll get we'll to have fight. a hand to hand combat yeah. Yeah. so I destroy the tank yes yeah. the hatch opens Deathstroke comes out I'm like grand here we go cutscene Batman hits Deathstroke and he's out and I'm like this is the sake. greatest assassin in the DC universe yeah he wouldn't use a tank no he wouldn't need to he just wouldn't do it um, okay so the those segments with the Batmobile using it uh, for combat and using it for stealth segments mm-hmm. and boss fights are the bits I don't like about the game. Yes. It's a huge chunk of the game. Though. It is. It is a large chunk of the game. Other than that, yeah. however, I think the game is phenomenal. And I mean phenomenal. But right. that is, of course, just my opinion. Okay. Um, I think the presentation of the game, the graphics of the game, yeah. I think the... I was blown away by the lack of loading screen and the transitions between gameplay and cutscenes. Mm. I was blown away by that it was everything was so seamless the game is so polished mm-hmm. that I, I it just blew my fucking mind um <laughs> no, honestly honestly every and and it did those like evil within style transitions that we talked about before where and those are the bits those are the moments that make me like i just love the game so you'd be in a room you to open the door door won't open you turn around the room has changed Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. right and then you go up to look at something you turn around the room's changed again and they keep doing these segments so right I'm going to talk about the thing that makes me love the game the most right, right. it makes me absolutely okay. love the game the most and it makes it one of my favourite Batman stories mm-hmm. right and it's not the main situation of the game yeah it's actually uh, how they utilise the Joker yeah that was really, really How good. How they utilize... Because oh, they just... Right, everyone knew... Everyone was like, the Joker's not dead, right? Everyone was like, well, either Joker's not dead... Yeah. Or Joker's going to show up in a hallucination, right? Because yeah. they've announced Scarecrow as the villain. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, right? And you so got John Joker Noble, is, and that was a great voice. And yeah, John Noble as Scarecrow was unbelievable. Yeah. It was a bit weird because it's totally not the Scarecrow from the first game. No. So that is jarring. Yeah. But he's a very powerful presence. Yeah. And every time he comes up on the screen and says something about how you're going to lose everything you've ever loved. and Beautiful. It is really good. Yeah. Um, Worker of secrets. You know what I mean? He's back. It's great. It's off time about Infinity Blade. <laughs> but, so everyone knew Joker was going to come back in some way. I was, and, and the first thing you do in the game is cremate the Joker. Yeah. To this theme, like the opening of the game is so good. So you burn the Joker. And I remember, uh, there was a friend of mine, Joker's like his favorite character. He was playing it and he, uh, he was like, what do I do? And then he pushed the button and said, like, no, oh, I don't want to. Which is a weird thing to say. Joker's like the villain. Joker's yeah, a horrible, horrible and, person. Uh, but he was like, I don't want, no, no, don't make me do it. Oh, I don't want to. You have to hold it. You have to burn the Joker, right? Yeah. To cremate his body. That's like them defining, no, he's definitely dead. Like we have killed the Joker after yeah. Arkham City. He is gone. 
Um, so I, I, I firmly believed he was dead even before it came out, and I was like, it's going to be hallucination, but they're going to, they're going to build up to it. It's yeah. going to be late in the game, and it's going to finally happen, and everyone's going to be, yes, I was waiting for this moment. It happens way earlier, and it sticks with you for the rest of the game. Yeah. So Batman is hallucinating for the entire game, and Joker is your running commentary for the game. And if I could liken it to anything, it's like Batman is entering Inferno. He's going into like hell. He's Dante, and Joker is his Virgil. And yeah. uh, I just, I yeah, everything to do absolutely, with the Joker in it is great. It's my favorite Mark Hamill Joker performance. Yeah, yeah. and it's my favorite Kevin Conroy Batman. Because even the flashback kind of sequences that like Brilliant. calls back to other like comics and stuff are really, really good. Yeah, really well um, done it's just a pity that that's not the game like that that should be the game and it's just not like you could take that section out and just make it a singular Batmobile like, experience well it's an experience like kind of like um, uh, uh, Arkham VR yeah yeah like Arkham VR is an amazing game Arkham VR is really good yeah but like that's all they needed to do because they're really good at telling that story like the story and interaction between the characters they're really good at that but I was I'm always really surprised about how they find segments of like um, so the trilogy is actually connected strangely by the Titan storyline, right? Yes. In that the first game Titan was this thing that Joker created and he was making super mutants and he was gonna send it into the city. Yeah. In the second game, Joker is actually has been affected by Titan and his blood has become poisonous yeah. and he's dying and that becomes part of the plot. Right, and it creates a really excellent dilemma in that, but Batman is trying to cure the Joker essentially. Yeah, yeah. I know he's been kind of pushed into it, but it makes it's a very interesting Batman story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did not expect them to follow up on. So Joker had sent his blood to like people in the hospital in Gotham in Arkham yeah. City, and it's it's a quick line that you could nearly miss. I did not expect them at all to follow up on that in Arkham Knight. And in Arkham Knight, you have these individuals, including Batman. Who have Joker's Titan infected blood in them, and it's actually affecting their personality, and they're slowly transforming into the into Joker. The Joker. Yeah. And that is, if it was a, and Batman has them locked up in this quarantine, and Batman is behaving really uncharacteristically, and he's becoming more and more dangerous every day because yeah. he has it too. Mm-hmm. Which is why, when the gas is in him, he sees Joker for the rest of the game because his fear now, his ultimate fear, is becoming the Joker. Yeah, and it's, it, I just think it's beautifully told. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it. It really does feel like you know when you 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 have a movie, it feels like okay. If I'm to uh, like an Arkham Knight to a film, yeah, okay, it's Quantum of Solace, <laughs> right? <laughs> Quantum of Solace, yeah, yeah, has elements in it that are really good, yeah, and they like call back to other Bond movies in really clever ways, yes. But because it has like two different directors. Right, there's yeah. a clash of style, yeah, and the execution is a messy product. Well, I think one of the things that this game was missing that the other two games had, um, was Paul Dini as a writer. Uh, well, you see, I don't think the writing is the problem. I think well, it's written it's, well. I think in some cases it is because the Joker plotline, yeah, is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's really... written really well. The plotline that's not written well is the Scarecrow Arkham Knight thing. Yeah, but I don't think that really matters because that's just kind of like a. It's another trend. In a way, that's not the real plot, is yeah, it? Yeah, it is, I don't that's think not that matters. Really what the game's about. What really uh, I think affects the game 
is one making the area bigger which is always like a problem with how do you do how do you follow up and it's like well in the last one we made the play area bigger so this time we have to make the play area even bigger kind right of thing. yeah and it's yeah. like that's not what made the other batman games fun right yeah, is, is yeah. The, this big location when you have a big location how do you get around in it well now we can finally bring in the thing that people were wanting which is the batmobile it's like grand but now that we have the batmobile we have to justify it being in there so they end all this like like combat like with the tank and that's like yeah. uh, ultimately that's my biggest problem with the batmobile they went with the tank mobile rather than just right a just car. gives us a car just yeah. a car it doesn't need to be anything other than just I, I agree with drive that. around I agree with that because like, yeah you had in Arkham Asylum you only had the, the car version yeah like relying too heavily off of and I think it's trying to it was trying too hard to visually even and stylistically be like the Christopher Nolan trilogy and the thing is with the Christopher Nolan trilogy is that although they're incredible films yeah they're not like uh, quintessentially Batman right they're they're his kind of take on Batman, but that yeah, doesn't but mean the that designs every, are not. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean every version of Batman now has to be that version. Yeah, because there's kind of things about his Batman that just don't really match, like the the comics and the cartoons. Yeah, it just serves his story really, really well. But it just always seems like oh, that one did well, so therefore everything. Like even Telltale's Batman tries to be a little bit more like Christopher. Yeah, it Batman. does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I. And Arkham Origins, we already talked about it as well. Like he's trying to be like, what even like, like like Bane was changed up in that yeah. game to be more like Tom Hardy's performance yeah. Bane rather than so the Bane from the Arkham games. It definitely lost the style that the Arkham games had in one and two. Yeah, and I just think it needed to be a little bit more cartoony, more so than trying to be this gritty, realistic. Well, I, but the thing is, I di- I like uh, Arkham Knight is really dark. It is, yeah, and it's I enjoyed. Um, but Asylum was also dark. What? No, but this is darker. This this is I. Yeah. This is the darkest chapter in the Arkham series. Yeah, and I think um, that you can achieve that without having to have it needing to be grounded. You know, when I say grounded, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I what I mean you. by that is like, okay, why can't he just have the the material based bat suit that he had in the other two, right? Yeah, it could be. Oh well, they're worn out, and he needs armor. Okay, give us a reason other than just stylistically you think it looks cool um the batmobile like why can't it be the the cool car animated series fucking elongated cool looking batmobile like why does it have to be a tank um i just think they're trying to do the christopher nolan thing which is well realistically realistically if he was in this world he would use this stuff because like that's how you would get by in this world yeah yeah whereas instead of going down like the comic book road I think that's what they need to do. I thought Scarecrow was totally fine. Uh, Scarecrow thought- was cool. I do think, though, like, like I'm saying, is is personally my favorite game from that year. But yeah. I would rewrite it. Um, and there's times where I go, yeah. I, I just wish that, like, I wish Arkham Knight was the main villain. I yeah. Because what really annoyed me is, but, yeah. I wish that he brought them together, but that Scarecrow, his plan is to use Scarecrow's gas. So that's still Scarecrow yeah. still has plays a big role in it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't re- I just don't see Scarecrow as a leader of a military force no it's really weird it's a really weird combination and then um, it was funny that, that it's funny that a lot of people um, called it from the beginning yeah the I mean look everyone knew who Arkham Knight was right yeah, yeah. 
But what's funny to me was, um, and maybe I'm the minority, I wasn't disappointed that he was who he was. I was hoping for it. Okay. I was hoping he was him because I wanted that story. Mm. I love that story. It's one of my favorite Batman stories. So I was like, if he's not him, I hope it's a better plot. Right? Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, well, I know who it is, so that ruins it for me. I was like, please be well, him. The, the reason it ruined it for me like it was just because well why hide it behind this other thing yeah no and and like i think having the title arkham knight kind of almost pigeonholed them into a very specific kind of story that they could have had much more creative freedom if they just dropped the arkham subtitle just drop it they had to it's called batman (laughs) you know like yeah and then and then batman whatever like you know it could be i don't know the last Something to do the last chapter in in terms of its subtitle. The last night. Yeah, like or even um, Nightfall. There's, well, actually, there's a comic book. Even if they wanted to keep the Arkham thing, there is a comic book storyline called The Last Arkham. That's actually the name. Of oh, it. yeah, that could and work. if they called that, <laughs> um, it would signify it's the last game in the series, yep. but also reference a comic book story where, um, and it, the only reason the story was called that there's a guy called Jeremiah Arkham. Oh yeah, and it's just that he's the last of the Arkham family. He yeah. could have easily been a character in the game. He could have easily been so. Yeah. But, but even if not, that title would have worked well. One thing that a, disappointed me actually, but I was happy with Arkham Knight. Was the whole thing? I'm like, all right, we're definitely going to Arkham Asylum at the end. I right? know, yeah. We did it, don't we? You yeah, do, we do, but it's not. But quite like, cuts, it's just because it's not quite Shadow Moses and Metal Gear Solid Four. I know, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I wanted that I mean, moment of yeah. going around the cool. asylum and having these little memories flash up. Yeah, yeah, it would have been cool. I, it was cool that um, so they have like at the end of the game, Scarecrow is driving like a van and Batman's in the back of it. So it's spo- and driving him to the asylum. Yeah. So it's supposed to mirror and actually they they do the the van comes around the corner like the Batmobile did in Arkham Asylum. They have yeah. the moon up in the sky. They have the same music plays. Yeah. Goes yeah. through the gate. So it mirrors how the first game started, which was Batman bringing Joker to the asylum. Yeah. yeah. And now you have us. I mean, Scarecrow is a psychiatrist. You have a psychiatrist bringing Batman to the asylum, mm. um, and it's mirrored really well. Um, and then there's this strange segment in Arkham Asylum that you do play. But it's uh, it's really strange, and yet it, for me it worked. But it is weird, where it goes into this like doom oh, first person hallucination. Yeah. It goes into this first person thing, and it's this internal struggle happening inside Batman's mind. Yeah, I really um, loved that aspect. And oh. it was really yeah, it's it's unexpected, but it's really uh, for me it worked. It was really weird. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it was good, really good, weird. Good, good like I actually think that game would have been. Uh, a way way better game and a phenomenal game i would use your word chris phenomenal thanks man i think it's phenomenal if it just <laughs> didn't have the batmobile like yeah. take that thing out of it that mechanic just didn't work everything about it was uninspired it ruined the riddler challenges um well you see right okay on the riddler challenges yes right so the racetracks are weird it's a weird choice to do it's a strange it's like you're driving through a rubik's cube uh, and i think that's supposed to be the idea but they shouldn't have called them racetracks and they shouldn't have had like a racetrack like thing laid out and like rounds go beep, beep, beep. Yeah. And you go like they should have actually had like you have these puzzles to drive through if they wanted to call it that. I don't know. But there's other Riddler puzzles in it that I loved, which mm. was ones where you're working with Catwoman yeah. to get these keys to like release a bomb that's wrapped around her neck. Yeah. 
Um, and those ones you actually had to like you were in rooms and you had to yeah, actually like solve those puzzles were, those were kind of I thought those were great um, yeah. so yeah it's, the thing is in a similar way to Arkham Origins this is where I find myself again yeah. there's a lot of amazing stuff in the game yeah and then there's this huge gameplay distractor yeah well I would prefer the gameplay to away. Origins now uh, I wouldn't um, because the Batmobile's not in it <laughs> because I t- and I'll tell you why that, like there was a lot of bits where I had to get across the city and I just glided and I just used my thing I didn't even bother with the Batmobile I just yeah. decided now the annoying thing is yes there's segments then where it makes it it's like oh you need the Batmobile actually and you go fuck off yeah I think that's what's annoying about it is like I, I wouldn't like like I said if it was a choice you wouldn't car, if it was just the, the car just to get around that's totally fine yeah that's the thing it's the yeah. fact that it says okay now you have to you it's almost like in uh, like the order 1886 right oh yeah when like one of the problems with that game yeah. is that they introduce you to a weapon that you have to use in this segment let's say it's a sniper rifle right yeah yeah and then when you're done they take that away from you and give you back your normal gun and and continue with the game and you're like okay so i didn't actually unlock that thing like give right. me the choice like you can const- construct the gameplay so that it gives me uh, the opportunity to use these new equipment if I want to. Don't force me to have yes, to use it. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And like again, I'm I'm not in any way defending the Batmobile. I do think that they made all the wrong choices with it. Um, but there's just a lot of the stuff in the game. And the thing that I would have used as the selling point more, and there are awesome segments in the game, is the working with your allies. There's these yeah. bits where you're with either Robin or Nightwing, and then sometimes they're Catwoman. And you could switch between the characters and you could play as the other characters while yeah. taking on loads of people and do these joint combos. Yeah. And I thought those bits were done so well that I was like, why are they not showing these off in the demos? Because they surprised me. Those bits actually... Like, they're, they're, yeah, they're... Because they happen a few times. It's not like a one-off moment. And they're done really, really well. And then the other thing was there was a lot of nice little surprises that I wasn't expecting. Uh, one of them took the form of a flying creature called oh, man bat what a moment and uh, you just it's just a random building that you, like <laughs> this is what i'm talking yeah. like their their transitions were so seamless that like yeah so it didn't load up a cutscene. you grapple to a building because you're grappling anyway right your objective yeah. is in that direction so they know you're going to do it so you grapple to a building and as soon as you latch onto the building man bat jumps out at you scares the shit out of you and then yeah. flies off and starts that mission <clears> right yeah. And when then later the, on in the game, if you grapple onto a building, Joker does the same thing to you to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, makes yeah, fun yeah, of you. Yeah. And yeah. then there's another surprising addition of a villain. Um, and I uh, I was so glad they did it because I love those quirky, weird Batman villains. Professor Pig. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so yeah. messed up. It's so yeah. messed up. I do think, though, they kind of did play all their cards with the first two that they just... And I, I'd say, actually, fucking art, like the guys who made Arkham Origins probably took a bunch that they were hoping to maybe include as well. Maybe they did, yeah. Like, Executioner absolutely needed to be in the last one. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> what? But they, they, uh, yeah, they just had, like, very little villains kind of left to do. Yeah. yeah. They could have reused a few of them. They did. And actually, and I will they say re- again, this is one of those Firefly. games where yeah. the expansion makes it better because yeah, there's three yeah, other yeah, side yeah, missions they're... that are actually I really actually good. I really enjoyed that one. Maybe there's four actually. There's uh, Croc, Croc Rachel Gould, Mister Freeze, and, I don't and think... Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mad Hatter's one is really good. Yeah. it's another like David Freeze. Fincher style crime thing. Freeze is something to do with his wife. 
Uh, yeah, it's Freeze is actually more on your side in this one, which is quite oh, nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite yeah, nice to yeah, not be against them. Fight them. Yeah. They were, but yeah, they were really good as well. So it, uh, I think any version that you would get of the game now comes with the whole package, mm, and yeah. it's an even better game. There's a lot more to do. One yeah, it's definitely it feels more complete with them. It's kind of annoying that they were omitted from the game. It yeah. does. Yeah, I kind of, I, you know, that's I, what I was, that's what I was talking about earlier on. I think they were planned, and they said let's leave them out as DLCs. I say so they were planned, and it wasn't. It wasn't like we leave it like consciously we could kind of make more money out of it right. i say they spent so much time and resources trying to get that fucking car to work that they had to push other projects out yeah they were so determined to get the batmobile into it and it's really not it wasn't the no. car is not the thing that makes the game for me anyway enjoyable i don't think um, anyone enjoys that batmobile like i think the only think nice so. thing about it is at any point you can summon it and it's it's really it's really cool to jump into it it's that's done really really well yeah but that's it like, yeah. one thing that's annoying is because you know obviously you can have all different the different costumes from the different like um, comics yeah. or films or whatnot. Yeah. one of the most annoying things is that you can change the look of the Batmobile to be let's say Tim Burton's one or the that's one right, from, can. Yeah. from yeah, yeah Tim Burton's Batmobile or Christopher Nolan's or even um, Zack Snyder's and then all the mechanics don't work yeah you can't like, actually do the Batmobile no you can't so do no anything no point in doing it yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like that's fucking but wouldn't it have been like, so cool if the Batmobile just drove so that you could give it whatever skin you wanted and, and it and, wouldn't change it and all you do is yeah. drive around it and, and you still just... do the chases you know you can still do the chases oh yeah the, ch- the, the car chases work they yeah. absolutely work I think they, they work really well they would have well. worked with anything and then obviously especially when you like you shoot a van and it tips over and then the driver walks out and sometimes you have to walk over and interrogate the driver yeah like those bits work really well yeah pursuing criminals with, with the Batmobile it's just the tank and stealth bits yeah they do not work and the acrobatic climbing parts as well where you have to sometimes climb up a wall with the grappling hook down oh yeah what what the hell yeah that's right yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's because they saw batman forever you know what in the second if they (laughs) they do another one there they'll probably add uh, they'll probably add the function that the fucking batmobile will glide I still and then you don't you don't ever ever have to get out of the tank. You just grapple with the thing, climb up a villain, and then glide to your next location. I still think they're doing Superman next. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I don't know how they'll ever. Oh no, I think no, they're definitely doing Batman. I think they announced no. WB Montreal are doing another Batman game. Guild is now Rocksteady have been hiring loads of people and they're working on something else. I think Superman will make an appearance. Montreal, I think, are doing something about the Court of Owls. It has been. Yeah, that's Batman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Montreal are doing it. The guys who made Arkham Origins. Uh, but Rocksteady uh, keep hiring all these crew and everything and they're working on something else and I think it has been leaked that it is another WB property. Right. But they have Harry Potter. Said the what Flash. It is. I, I, <laughs> do you know Harry Potter's Warner Bros, isn't it? It's not fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you imagine? Um, but yeah, no. And look, it, it still has... Uh, like the combat segments I think were done really well now like environmental takedowns and stuff yeah, and all, yeah, still all that stuff is still there and I really enjoyed all of that the most important thing in the game is still really really good in it the cape oh the cape class great in the rain the cape is phenomenal um, but yeah so those are our favourite being or our picks for 2015 so we had um, Eric had the Witcher 3 uh, Adam had Destiny to Taken King. Sure, we'll go with that one. Why not? And I had Batman <laughs> Arkham Knight. And then we'll give the honourable mentions to The Order 1886 and Until Dawn. Yeah, um, definitely Until which Dawn. Are, uh, yeah, Until, Until Dawn, Dawn in a big class. way, I think, as well. But The Order 1886 is another one like Until Dawn that was possibly underplayed and maybe people should give it a go. Uh, yeah. 
it wasn't really that well it was just it was hated all right like so yeah. much uh, like, no yeah, yeah a lot of people bought it on launch and everything some people bought ps4 i think just for it and then it, yeah. and then they were like what this is not what we thought it was all right yeah, yeah. now a friend of ours who has been listening to a lot of the podcasts um and has given great feedback but uh had kind of suggested that we name some of the other games that came out in a year um because we're we're, we're we're we'd like people to message in to say what their favorite game was mm. but like nobody knows what came out <laughs> it's not unless they google it and go through the list like we did but we're only doing it for because we research before we do our episodes um we so do? i just gonna so other than the ones we named some of the other games that came out that year were um some of the big ones bloodborne uh yeah. mgs5 the phantom pain uh fallout 4 super mario world rise of the tomb raider oh actually well, on that as well Tomb Raider uh, Michael Howland yeah, yeah who's been listening to the podcast too also giving great feedback yeah he told me a really interesting fact that I didn't know maybe you guys knew about the first Tomb Raider he thought like PS1 or the 2013 one the 2013 one alright uh, he thought we'd like to hear it right, cool. I certainly enjoyed listening to it uh, and it was the they invented a musical instrument yeah they did yeah, yeah. for Wait, the what? first game yeah so for the first game they invented a musical instrument and with that made it like all the sounds yeah wow okay uh, you check it out. It's like, uh... all the there's a whole thing on it and like there's bells on it for any of the bells in the tombs or anything but also that main theme that's oh. played multiple times is on this makeshift instrument and the reason they made it was because they thought wouldn't it be cool if we put something together that's like made out of wreckage of stuff and it's like the islanders made it on the island well, thank you very much for that information, Michael he Allen. Did, I didn't know that. Um, he did also did the soundtrack to the Order eighteen eighty six, which does uh, have I a think very he good did, soundtrack. As well. uh, I think he did Dead Space as he well. He does loads. He does loads. Yeah, Dead Space. But, uh, is good. Jason I, Graves, I think, is his name. That's right. But I just thought that was really interesting mm. piece of information, especially if you're really into like the music of games and stuff. Yeah. And Howland, being a musician, would would know that kind of stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and that's why, like this, like so, you mentioned the Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. That's one of the things where I thought that game really dropped, like in quality. Was the that music? they they just went with like just traditional kind of like they were. It's not the same composer for that one. All right, they yeah, kind of went. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll just take the main tune. I think you can we'll feel just, that. Yeah, it really lacks passion. I think that second one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shout out to Helen for that piece yeah. of information. And Thanks check out check out his band Twelve Gauge Outrage. You can check him out on Spotify. They're great. If you like heavy metal. Great. <laughs> uh, other games that came out that year are uh, Battlefront, Halo 5, Life is Strange, Rocket League, a lot of people played that, uh, Mortal Kombat 10, Black Ops 3, and Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So those are some of the big ones. I'm not going to name out every game that came out, but those are some of the big ones. So one yeah, of those, you might be like, oh no, that was my favorite game actually, or, or whatever. Yeah, do yeah I, like, I like played most of them. Yeah, I played most of them. Yeah. Yeah, I did not play most of them. I played yeah. through. I tried. I played bits of a lot of them, but not enough to say. Yeah. Oh, I played that. Game I think a lot of the games and um, the 2015, and I think similarly to 2014 as well. That the reason it's kind of difficult for us to kind of pinpoint, like, oh yeah, this is absolutely a masterpiece, except for maybe The, the Witcher Tree. The Witcher Tree yeah. masterpiece, amazing. Geralt like, is amazing. I don't Chris. You know, we there's there's obviously flaws to. Batman. I would say there was Fast Destiny, absolutely. Yeah. Until Dawn, um, I think maybe not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. But no, gameplay wise, it's probably not. I think most of the games that came out that year kind of were either a little bit niche or improved over time. Like yeah. something like Rocket League definitely got 
better as the years went on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Bloodborne was loved kind of from the get go, though, wasn't it? I'd say oh, that's I'd say so. I, mean, I think that's pretty niche as well. Like, I think the people who loved it absolutely loved it. And, and the people who don't really don't. <laughs> yeah. But like, Bloodborne was well liked. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Like God, God, yeah, lots really of awards. Yeah, very yeah, popular. It definitely yeah. sold consoles. Like, that was a console seller that year. Well, Bloodborne mental. was probably up there in terms of like people would have been placing bets whether that or The Witcher was the game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. And I'd say The Phantom Pain, because uh, despite what oh, we yeah. think, The Phantom Pain was really well received yeah. across the board. Um, yeah, gameplay-wise, like the physics of, of The Phantom Pain's gameplay and the creativity you can do with the gameplay oh, of that. Oh, man, we ain't even got enough time yeah, to jump into okay, The Phantom Pain. If we start The Phantom Pain, man, I'm going to go on for the next three hours. No, I'm only joking. Yeah. So that concludes our uh, favorite games of 2015. Uh, please do get in touch to us, know your own, um, and give out to us for not all liking The Witcher and say, Eric, you're absolutely right. You're 100% correct. And Infinity Blade Always is am. the best game ever made as yep. well. Um, and join us next time where we'll talk about our favorite games from 2016. Bye! Say goodbye. I, I was afraid to because I thought he would, and then oh, I like oh, things. do it at the same time. <laughs> and I can start. <laughs> we'll do okay, it well, now. Well, okay, goodbye. sorry, bye, bye, guys. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs>